0: Good morning and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your coach slash host for this uh, podcast. I appreciate everybody's support. It's been a week or so since we put an episode out. Uh, a lot has been going on. A lot of work, a lot of travel, a lot of basketball, a lot going on here. So uh, appreciate those that have supported the podcast. We're going to jump right into it. Try to keep this around 20 to 30 minutes for those that have listened to the podcast before that 20 or 30 minute time box usually ends up being 40. It is early on a Thursday morning. Got a cup of coffee here, have some jazz being played in the background that you might be able to hear. And uh, just starting my day off, um, you know, with a lot of uh, good things going on, a lot of reading, a lot of podcasting in terms of intake, and uh, a lot of kind of just taking notes and thinking things through. So there's a lot going on, I guess, for me this morning. The one thing I want to start with, and I really don't know if you've listened to this before, I, you know, have some ideas in my head on where, what I'd like to talk about, where I would like to go. Um, I don't really, and then we start with a number of different things and, and, um, you know, and then my mind, you know, these stories just kind of pop in and, and in and out of my mind and we end up on different tangents, um, all the time. But here's something that was, that hit me the other day. I'm reading this book right now. I'm going to try to find it. Not that I'm on video or put this on YouTube or anything, but I have this book here in front of me now. Um, I've read it um, and I've uh, started it again and I'm, I'm kind of going a little bit slower with it and really highlighting things, taking notes in the, in the you know, pages here and, uh, you know, and underlining and highlighting and, and then taking some of this stuff to my own personal notebook and writing things down. Um, it's a book called Winning. And I really want to get this book for these athletes that I work with. It is, there's some strong language in here, but, you know, at this point, I think these kids are kind of used to some of the language that this book has. Um, and it's a, it's a book written by Tim Grover, best-selling author of a book, Relentless. That was his first book where he talks about his time with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. This book is very similar. Um, and I've probably talked about this book before. And what's great about the start of this is, and I'll just kind of jump into it, we'll go a little slower here and maybe I'll slow down how quickly I'm talking. I'm kind of going with the rhythm of this jazz music, but the question that he puts out there is what is winning to you? And he asks that, and this, this is a, a a gentleman that does a lot of, um, work with athletes, high-end professional athletes. He also does a lot with executives, um, and high-end executives, CEOs, and things of that nature, and people in that space. So, and he asks that question: What is winning to you, right? And I'm actually trying to find it here of of what that phrase the, uh, means to certain people. And the the phrase that they come describe winning in one word. Let me kind of read this a little bit. Describe winning in one word is essentially what he says. That's it. What does winning feel like to you? What does it represent? One word. Take a minute. Jot it down. Jot down your first response. So you think about that right now. What does winning mean to you? I've asked this of countless of athletes and business professionals and other individuals that I work with, and responses are always revealing. Here are what some of the most common answers. Glorious. Euphoric. Success. Success domination, achievement, power, satisfaction, triumph, awesome, amazing. And he goes on to say, those are not bad answers. And if your answer was on that list, you fit right into the majority, if that's what you want to be. Of course, anyone can fit in. Excellence stands out. Let me share with you some of the answers that I've heard from the greats. Okay, so here's, here's the pivot. This is what he says to me. Glorious, euphoric, success, domination, achievement, power, satisfaction, triumph, awesome, amazing. That's what a majority of people say when it comes to what the word winning means to them in one word. Describe winning in one word. But what he this book is great because he kind of he calls you out and kind of puts you in your place with almost every paragraph, definitely every page. He calls you out. And I just lump into the side he's calling out on every page. That is me. Because the reality is this. We are in that, and I've talked about this with the groups I speak with. We're we're in this 80%. I don't believe the people I run with, roll with, train, coach, lead, speak to, or anything like that are in the bottom 10%. We're in that bubble of the middle. And my wife was talking to me the other day about that middle, that 80%. And and probably talking about me, I'm guessing. Um, of of being in that middle and, and how to take those steps, right? She holds me to my own words on some of this stuff, right? So, but every page in here speaks to the middle. Those are not bad answers. And if yours is on that list, you fit right in with the majority, dot, 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 if that's where you want to be. Of course, anyone can fit in but excellence stands out. Let me share with you some of the answers I've heard from the greats, not just in sports, but from the business world as well. I know we have a number of people that listen to this that are in the business world. We have a number of, I'm sorry, that are in the sports world. Many of you that are listening are also in the business world where you are leading, coaching, developing, talking to executives. You are an executive yourself. You're talking to the board. But let me share with you some of the answers that I've heard from the greats that are not just in sports, but also in the business world. Uncivilized, hard, nasty, unpolished, dirty, rough, unforgiving, unapologetic, and uninhibited. So those are from the top 10. Bottom 10, middle 80, and the top 10 uncivilized hard nasty unpolished dirty and rough unforgiving and unapologetic uninhibited it's hard it's dirty it's rough that mindset of that mindset of what winning is man it's hard it's nasty it's unpolished here's what kobe bryant said here's what kobe bryant said one word Kobe, describe winning in one word. Kobe says everything. So if you're listening to this and you're a leader or you're a coach or you're an executive, do you, like this, I, I probably, I, I, have, I have apologized for this because I know my audience a little bit. Not in terms of my audience of the podcast, but my audience of what I do for a living. Winning is important. These young athletes that we work with on a daily, weekly basis that we've done for now six years, year round. And I've spent a lot of time with these with these athletes, a lot of time. Winning is important. And we say that and I've actually started saying to them. And I've said it this way, I don't care if we win. I care that we get reps. I care that we get better. I care that we develop. I care that we build confidence. I care that you become the best who you can. But that is on top of winning. But you need to learn how to win. Winning has a feel, has a taste, has a sound, has a price, has a pain that you all need to experience. So that when you get into high school, when you get into college, when you get into the workforce, when you get out into life, you don't accept anything other than what it takes to win. Win a client, win a job, win whatever. Hanging around other winners, right? So all of that is important. Uh, you know, and and then I, I I don't I guess I'll read this real quick. And it's three paragraphs or so, and I'm going to read it real quick. And it looks lengthy on paper here, but, but I, but I'm interested that I, I, I want you to have the perspective of what Michael Jordan would say. Now he didn't ever ask Jordan what winning was in one word, but Jordan gave this in many words. I pulled people along when they didn't want to be pulled. And I challenged people when they didn't want to be challenged And I earned that right because my teammates who came after me didn't have to endure all the things that I endured. Once you joined this team, you lived at a certain standard. You lived at a certain standard. And, I'm sorry. Once you joined the team, you lived at a certain standard that I played the game and I wasn't going to take anything less. Now, if that meant that I had to go over there and get in your ass a little bit Then I did that. You ask all my teammates. The one thing Michael Jordan was, he never asked me to do something that he didn't do with some expletives in there. Right? When people see this, they're going to say, well, he wasn't really a nice guy and he may have been a tyrant. Well, that's you because you never won anything. I wanted to win, but I also wanted them to win and be a part of that as well. Right? So, What's he saying here about winning? One, I pulled people along with me, and I challenged people when they didn't want to be challenged, and I earned that right because I I paid the price. But here's what he says. Once you joined this team, you lived at a certain standard that I played the game, and I wasn't going to take anything less. But then he also follows it up and says, I wanted to win, and because I wanted to win, I wanted them to be a part of it as well. So winning's important, right? And I think, and I use that phrase a lot. I use that word a lot. Um, I'm, always, I'm always on the hunt for the next win. And maybe it's because of this book. Maybe it's because of this book. On his last phone call with Colby with Bryant before he died in a helicopter crash, the conversation went like this. On that last phone call, we talked for a while and made plans to get together after the upcoming All-Star game in Chicago. And it was a meeting that would never happen. And our last conversation went like this. You good, I asked. Yeah, I'm good. I'm always chasing that win. I'm never done. And I hear those words over and over again. Always chasing that win. Never done. So the idea is, what are our wins? said this yesterday. Said this yesterday in a meeting that we had that, um, that there was an L on my record. There was something that we did really well. We, as a team did really well. There is something I did that I take responsibility for. I don't uh, And you could make an argument. It's not, you know, uh, unforeseen things, not your fault kind of things, all that. But, um, to quote Jocko Willink in a book, uh, that y'all should read as well. The, um, Extreme ownership book that Jocko Willink wrote, but you you like the elite teams, everybody owns everything. And then you own the solutions. So we didn't get the full W. We will here in the next four to five weeks, we'll get that W. But as we were talking yesterday and the team is really starting to understand language, I'm sorry, to quote this book and quote chapter two, to the language of winning, the language of winning. And to quote that, what's our next win? And we started carving that out. We started talking about it. We started getting aligned to it. We started collaborating on it. We started prioritizing for it. We started executing on it. Move on. Get your wins. Acknowledge your L's. Get your W's. And win. Winning makes you different I'm I'm looking at quotes here now in my planner. Winning makes you different and different will scare people. We got to win. Even if you're not a competitive person. Winning doesn't have to be this. I think you got to compete. But if that's not your deal, which I've had people say to me, I've had people say that to me. That's okay. But what's the next big thing that we can do? It's not necessarily, what's competition? I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat myself. I'm going to get better. I'm. We are competing in an industry in the medical field against other people that do what we do. There's a competition there, whether you like it or not. You're competing. And if you don't take that competition to heart, then you're going to get your L's. And you will be out of a job. And you will lose. And you won't be as great as you could be. Now, I'm not saying you lock in and you get focused and you talk about blah, 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 and you stay extremely focused on what your competition is, but you better beat their ass. You've got to beat their ass. You've got to carve out what greatness looks like for you, what you're capable of without delusion like we've talked about, and you've got to go and you've got to be that one warrior that we've talked about in an episode four or five ago. You got to be that one warrior and you got to dominate. You got to compete. And you got to be the best that you could possibly be. So you're competing against that. You're competing against yourself. If you're really working at it, and I, listen, I'll be, you know, I'll be the first to admit the, the ups and downs and the roller coasters of my motivations to crush it and to get better and to compete against myself, et cetera, right? On a weekly basis, right? Ups and downs. Right now I'm kind of down. Right? On my way up, ups and downs. But you're always competing against what you did yesterday and who you were yesterday and who you were last week and how you're getting better. Or are you going to stay in the 80%? George, you're going to stay in the 80%? You're going to stay in this bubble for how much longer? Or are you going to start competing with yourself on what you're capable of? Ed Milet says this. He's a thing that scares him the most. Ed Milet runs the largest business podcast in the world. Go to YouTube, Ed Milet, M-Y-L-E-T-T probably has a number of books out there um, and is just uh, somebody that I consume a lot of content from. But this is what Ed Milet says. He's saying the thing that scares him the most in life is the fact that when he is dead and when he is done, he will stand before God and God will bring somebody out that is him with everything that he was capable of doing. And he will look himself in the eyes and he's going to say, I'm not even close to that dude. I'm not even close to what I could have become. Or, and you are unrecognizable. Or you're going to stand before that person and it's going to be a mirror image of exactly who you were. So he competes to be that. If I stand before God when I die and he shows me who I could have been right now he's unrecognizable and that's that you have to say that sucks so i ask yourself that question would you recognize that person i wouldn't flat out would regret discipline my friend sent me that the other day justin shy who was on the show uh, a couple months ago sent me because it's a it's something we've talked about with our athletes and our kids for 6 years. Pain of discipline, pain of regret. Pain of discipline or the pain of regret. You're getting one of those pains. And sometimes I'm living in that pain of regret. Right? And at 50, we got to get we got to get moving a little bit, right? So, I think winning is a, is a great word for you all to use. I I just believe it. If I were to ever get another job or even the job that we're doing, if I were to go immersed in, into a company or if I were to go consult at a company and I was with executives and we were talking about where they're going, what they're doing, all that, man, I would have a bullet point list of all the different languages of winning, essentially, and I would say, what are we doing? What is our next win? Who are we competing against? What are we capable of? Who do we have? What are we missing? What is stopping us from being elite? Can't do it. Resources, never done it. There's a a wall somewhere uh, on a wall in a business that I saw recently. I don't remember the company, but it says the worst phrase we can possibly say is, that's the way we've always done it. And these people that are stuck in the 80% that aren't competing with themselves because that's the way we've always done it. Instead of really sitting back saying, man, we are capable of more, we will be flexible in our approach and let's figure out what the next win is and let's attack it. To quote Ben Newman now, who's a local St. Louis guy that runs a podcast that I've started referencing a lot and run into on occasion, now we go. Now we go. Let's figure this shit out. Let's figure out what our next win is. Let's get organized let's have a strategy, let's prioritize, let's collaborate, let's align, and now we go. Right. I want to share some other things with you, but I'm just kind of looking at my notes here. I've got this book open now, the winning book by Tim Grover. I encourage you to get it. If anybody has connections to Tim Grover or Amazon or anything like that, where I can get 30 of these at a discounted price for the athletes that I work with, let me know, and we'll start a book reading club with Tim Grover's book. Um, There's a number of people like, just to give you this example, Grover kind of runs in those circles of Ed Milet and Ben Newman and some of these other, Jesse Itzler and some of these other people that I consume that are kind of my, uh, you know, mentors. All those guys are my mentors. I sit here every morning and consume that content, that intense, winning, focused, disciplined content. Does it always work? No but I consume it. And, um, but anyway, but Ben Newman is putting together a conference, I think in Vegas, where he's where like these people are out there speaking and he's got, um, Tim Grover out there speaking. It's going to be a great conference. Wish we could go to it. Um, you know, it's just kind of a a elite mindset conference that he's hosting. Right. But as I look at my notes here, before we move on to one other thing that was impactful for me this week, I I just, I look at this and kind of close the book with this and it's, Something I've already said, and it's from Kobe Bryant, but I'm always chasing that win. right? When Kobe Bryant was done playing basketball and he closed that book and that chapter and that portion of his life, you have to figure out what your next win is. Sucker won an Academy Award, was a storyteller, was involved in business, opened the Mamba Academy, you know, had, it was training Pete, like he just went for it. He was like, what's mine. I'm always chasing that win. What's the win? What wakes you up every day? What excites you every single day that there's opportunity for that win that you can put your head on a pillow every night and say, man, I crushed it today. I won today. I'm winning this week. And I'm getting, and, and I'm competing against who I was yesterday. Anyway, so let's move on to the next thing. I really wanted to talk about this. Sit back a little bit here. Um, you have to figure out what you, 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 let me stay on this point. You've got to figure out what your next wins are. you got to figure out why you're doing this, what the wins are. So I'm listening to another podcast this morning as I flip pages here. And I liked, I, I like this guy. I love his message, I love his tone, I love what he does. I love his message and his intent and all that, and it's Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey does this all right, all right bit, right? and, and, and does these, uh, you know, uh, commercials for Mercury or whatever it is, where he's driving a car and, 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 and talking, you know, uh, about <laughs> mountains and streams and all this that people goof on. But I really liked what he was saying in this thing I was listening uh, this morning on, right. And it was really built around, um, you know, kind of the difference between happiness and joy. And let me just kind of stay on this point just for a second, because it is about winning. But the thing that he was saying with is happiness is a response to an outcome. Something happened and that something made me happy. And that is true. I'm happy. But then he goes on to say, man, joy is a different thing. Joy is a different thing. Joy is a constant. And joy is the feeling we have from doing what we are fashioned to do. Doing what we love. Being around people we love. Having, figuring out what your wins are and moving people towards those wins getting those wins joy is the feeling that we get from doing what we are fashioned to do it's not result oriented it's not an outcome based thing it is we're i'm a i'm a basketball coach this is what i'm fashioned to do i'm leading people i'm i'm a car salesman i'm working at an executive at this company selling this providing these solutions changing these lives doing whatever and that is what i am fashioned to do and I get joy in that and joy is different than happiness so happiness is can you still find the joy in what you're doing selling cars if you don't sell a car this week do you still have joy in it this is what I'm born to do this is what I love to do or coaching a basketball game and you lose. If you win, I'm happy. We win this basketball game. We hit a half court shot at the buzzer. We beat somebody we're not supposed to beat. We're getting better. We go from one win to five wins to 15 wins to 26 wins from a previous episode where we talked about that. There's happiness in this. Or do you have the joy because I, am, I get uh, the feeling that I get from doing what I'm fashioned to do? right there there, there's joy in that so let me let me pivot to this keep that in mind as we kind of go to this yesterday and I don't talk too much about exactly what goes on at my work just to kind of protect you know those situations and I'm currently working there and etc right but let me tell you something great that happened yesterday where I got continued joy out of what I do for a living because I'm doing something I'm fashioned to do to quote Matthew McConaughey, but here's what happened. We're running what is called a retrospective and a retrospective is this. It's a timeout. If you're a basketball coach, a sport coach or anything, it's a timeout where you bring everybody together and you say, Hey man, what are we doing? Well, what are we not doing? Well, how can we get better individuals? Like, Hey, this isn't working. Let's start doing this. Let's do this better. It's just this retrospective of what the heck is going on good and bad. And then let's come up with action items. Now you get a 30 second timeout or a minute and a half timeout in the game of basketball retro is like 30 minutes, but we're having this retro yesterday. And one of our uh, teammates says, you know, we talk, Hey, Hey, what we'd run a retro every 10 days, we get together every 10 days and we talk about the last 10 days. And if anything happened in the past, past 10 days, right. We're, bring it all to the table. Let's talk about how we can get better. So there's really three things we do. Hey, what has gone really well for us? What are we excited about? And I try to get them to the point of acknowledgement. Hey, like acknowledge somebody, say something about somebody. Let's be a a culture of acknowledgement and let's do X, Y, and Z. So it's hard sometimes. Every 10 days, a lot of good things happen. The reality is Everybody could put five things on a list every single day. And if you have six people, you could end up with 20 to 30 things over the last 10 days that re- went really well, right? That made you happy. That were result oriented to quote McConaughey again. Happiness is a response to an outcome. Things that, things that went well, things that made you happy, things that moved the needle and got us better. You should be able to do that, but it's hard sometimes. So we're sitting on two things. Yesterday, two two items that were brought up in a group of about six, and one of our teammates essentially raises his hand. It was all virtual and over my, uh, Microsoft Teams, and he raises his hand essentially and says, "I just want you to know, it wasn't me or everybody to know how much I enjoy what I'm doing right now. That the technical skit stack, the feature, the development." The solution, what we're building, how it provides what X for people, how it's challenging, how it's whatever, right? I'm loving this. This is the best. And then he went on to say how much better things seem to be recently and how much more engaged he is, how much more excited he is, how much more. Looking forward to things he is, how much he looks forward to being with his teammates and this team and these people and this product and this technical stack and these solutions and these customers and this product. Now, he may not have said all of that, but that's how I kind of took it. And I say that because that's our W, that's our win. Joy is a constant and joy is a feeling we have from doing what we are fashioned to do. And I got so much joy out of that. And that is an outcome that made me happy. That's my outcome. But the joy is seeing a team and seeing people get to that level of accomplishment, of happiness, of joy, of purpose, of meaning, of results, of, of, of improvement of what they're doing professionally, what you are fashioned to do, right? So that you have to understand, like, do we get a lot of W's throughout the week? Yeah, there's W's every day. There's wins every day. What are the big W's? To me, and I'm and I, I'm not positioning myself or trying to create a narrative of that that any of these people report to me. They do not. They do not. This is a team, and I kind of facilitate conversation with them in a number of meetings throughout the week. And I've been around now for a long time, and I've seen people on the hamster wheel. I've seen tires spinning in mud. I've seen a lot of critics. I've seen a lot of complaining. I've seen a lot of no joy, no happiness, lots of frustration, no peace, no acknowledgement, no celebration, no cheerleading. I've seen it. And to now see this later and as you build something and as you're getting further down the road and acknowledging where we can improve, where we can get better and figuring out what your fashion to do and to get that response. That's the biggest W we've had where I'm at. One person, sure. Then I chimed in. You know what? So-and-so, I think you're right. I felt this way about two, three, four months ago. Two, three, four weeks ago, maybe. Not necessarily. But definitely month, two, three, four months ago, right? And now, man, I feel different. Sounds different, looks different. Performing different, getting better results, enjoying this more. I feel the same way. And I'm not sure what it is. I have my opinions on what it is, I guess. And I asked him, and I didn't ask him to necessarily do it, but I just had him asked him to think about it. And I asked, probably vocalized it so I would think about it myself, and maybe so other people would also think about it. But I was like, I'd be interested in knowing your five to six bullet points on why you feel it's different, on why you're enjoying this more. You could say, hey, George, I'm enjoying this more because the technical stack is really interesting, challenging, and, uh, and, and I'm improving in it. So there's a lot of joy and happiness in that, right? You could say that, or you could have five other things, like get to the point here of like why it's better. So as we kind of talked about that him and back and forth with a, a fairly, you know, maybe 10 people in the room, right? Then somebody else chimes in. I agree with that something's different. This is great. This is better. This is enjoyable. This is challenging. This is exciting. And I'm just sitting around going, man, you can see it shift. You can feel it shift winning. They're winning. Even if they're not competitive, even if they don't care about winning, even if they sit there and say, you're just a ball coach, it's not that important. And I you don't need to talk like that here. No, you're getting your W's. Those are W's. We're changing the culture, the environment, the teams, the, the product line, whatever it is, the company. Because I, as we said yesterday, man, you're here as engineers, 8, 10, 12, 14-hour days on occasion. Man, I hope you enjoy this man, I hope you find joy in it because it is what you are fashioned to do. I hope. I hope. And then I said this, and we've said this before in another podcast, is your culture. If you're driving and you're heading into work and you're listening to this, keep this in mind. Your culture, and everybody talks about culture. There's this you know, spin I saw on Twitter or Instagram or something where it was head basketball coaches that were hired in the past year or two years. And at their introductory press conference in front of the media and the athletic director and all that sort of stuff in the community, they sit there and all these coaches say, culture, 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 culture. We're going to build the culture. We're going to have a great culture. We're going to develop the culture. We're going to culture is going to have this, this culture, culture. Everybody's talking about culture. And this is the greatest definition i have heard on culture and i've heard many of them and many of them i like and i take it all in to consider it all but many of them i like this one i like the best you want to know what your culture is how do your people feel sunday night at 5 p.m about heading into work at 8 or 9 a.m on monday morning how do your people feel Sunday night at five when they start thinking about work on Monday morning? That's your culture. And I brought that up to this group simply to say, man, I hope you're excited. So-and-so that, you know, you just gave this great, some great evidence on our W's and how you feel and uh, the the change maybe that you have towards your career, towards your profession, towards this team, towards this product, towards this company, towards us. And I hope you feel that way Sunday night at 5 p.m. I hope that you sit there with your family and you have a beverage in your hand and the grill is going and the sun is shining and you're sitting in a rocking chair in your backyard and you look at your significant other and you say, man, I'm looking forward to this week because we get to do this and this. And this and I get to be around these people and these people and these people and I get to work on this product and this product and I get to solve these problems and I get and I know I have leadership and teams that is, are supporting me and encouraging me and developing me and pushing me and getting me to my next level of greatness and I can't wait for this week you have that culture now this is just a simple comment from somebody in a retro that I took that way. Couldn't, that could not have been his intent. Hey, George, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing right now. That's not how I took it. Even if he said it that way, we've never had it said that way, and that's how I took it. So you run with it, you encourage it, and you get what you tolerate, you get what you emphasize, and I emphasize the, that, that excitement, that joy, of of someone enjoying what they're doing at our place. So all that's kind of a long story, and I loved it. Four years at the place. Best comment I've heard. Has nothing to do with getting releases out the door or doing whatever. It has to do with the fact that we've got people that absolutely love what they're doing. Because that will get everything else aligned. Products, fixes, quality customers, money, blah, 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 blah. However you want to say it with whatever you're doing. So I say all that and we'll wrap it up here. And I told you we'd probably go long. I don't even know how long we've been going. I say all that because what, what does your team say? I, I say that just maybe to say it this way. What is your W? That's the biggest, most significant, most profound, impactful W that I've been a part of where, since I've, where I'm at right now, 100%. That was a huge W and we've done great work and we've done great work and we've built great products and we've sold great cars. We've sold great shoes. We've sold great equipment. We've grown soft, whatever it is. We've made great movies. We've won basketball games, whatever. Cause you know, like if you're an athletic coach and you sit there and you win a whole bunch of games and you get those W's in terms of winning and losing, and you get more W's than L's. And those are, that, make you, that makes you feel great and you're significant and you're 28 and three. And that's great. But then you also sit there and you watch one of your athletes graduate as a 4.0. You have athletes that go out and become great fathers or mothers. Or you have somebody hug you at the end of a season and say, this is the most significant and impactful thing I've ever done in my life. And thank you for it. That's worth a lot more than those, than what the scoreboard says. So somebody to say, hey, man, what we're doing right now is unbelievable. That's better than a sale because you're going to win. You're going to get the sale. You're going to get the scoreboard. You're going to score more points than your opponent. You're going to get those W's and it's going to be in the paper and on the internet and all that. But when that person hugs you and says, this is the most significant thing I've ever done in my life. And it's because of you. Now, I don't say any of this about our retro yesterday that it was on me. I don't, I'm not suggesting that. So don't, so nobody take it that way. It was just the team, right. And, and what we're doing and the leadership that we have. Right. So, but what, so that is the one thing, what are your W's and, and the other thing just to consider and to, I guess, ask a little bit is are people saying that on your teams? Are people saying that on your teams, man, this is the best. What we're doing right now, how we're doing it, the people we're working with, the accountability, the acknowledgement, the celebration, the cheerleading, the leadership. Man, I'm excited on Sunday night at five. This is the best. And acknowledge it, recognize it, embrace it. And then privately like, hey, okay, cool. What's our next W? Always chasing that win, the next win, right? Always chase as leadership, making sure we're always chasing that win. Look, I've, I've gone a while here. That was really impactful to me um, on a, in a professional environment. One, I appreciated the fact that we had somebody that would step up and say things like that, that felt safe to say that, that it was on his heart, on, on his mind, um, that it was important to him, and then that we had other people in that room that acknowledged it as well. Like, yep, me too, me too. And sitting there saying, man, we're going the right, like the boat's, it, the boat is finally in the right direction. And the oars are in the water kind of at the same time. Can we get the oars in the water at the same time? Can we all be given everything we have to row the boat? And can we get this thing going? In the past, maybe the boat was not on the right course, pointed in all sorts of different directions, start this direction, head this direction, go this direction, end up backwards And then we had a whole bunch of people possibly rowing in the wrong directions at the wrong time with the wrong intensity, like whatever, right? You get the kind of the metaphor there. And I'm not saying that's us. I'm just saying in general of team development, get the boat going towards the win, get your boat going towards the W get the oars in the water at the same time and get everybody to give the intensity that it takes to get the W with somebody there giving them joy that they are doing what they are fashioned to do and get them and then get there, get the W acknowledge it, celebrate the hell out of it, pat them on the back, give them Andy's gift cards and let them enjoy what they are fashioned to do. So I know that's kind of long winded. So we started with what is winning in one word. I don't know what you said. you know, we started off with, you know, you know, all this positive stuff of what winning is and how that makes you feel and what winning is and all that. And then we went to what the greats say. Uncivilized and hard and nasty and unpolished and dirty and rough and unforgiving. And to Kobe Bryant, who says winning is everything. I believe that. I believe winning is everything. I believe carving out your next win, moving towards it. You know what they say? If you want to get into running, you say you go out and you sign up for a race. I would like to be running again. I'm interested in it. Let's say it that way. I'm interested in becoming a runner again. I used to be a runner, meaning that I did it for a little bit. I didn't do it for years, but I used to do some running. Let's say it that way. And if you wanted to get back into running or if you wanted to become a runner, what they tell you to do is go sign up for a race. So it's May 11th. I want to become a runner. I want to run. I know it's healthy for me. I know it's the right thing to do. I do have time for it. I can make all the excuses that I don't. And there's a race, August 30th. Go sign up. Why? That's my W. That's my win. Now I'm committed. Now I'm not just interested in running, where I talk about it and I might go out. Now I'm committed. Better yet, my wife and I sign up. My wife, who, who ran or the last race that she ran in when she was doing a lot of running, she did with a friend. And that commitment, that accountability to it. So you carve out your wins. You put it out there. You get the boat headed that direction. You get your training. You get everybody. You get the oars. in the, And you get everybody focused on that. And then when you get that W, when you're done with that race, you celebrate the hell out of it. And then you sit there with your team and you look there and you celebrate it and you get your banana and you get your bagel and you sit there with your juice box and you're sitting there enjoying that W and you look at each other and say, what's the next W let's sign up. There's another race four weeks from now. Good. Let's sign up. What are your W's sign up for the next race? Sign up for the race, be committed, not be interested, and get after it. So I've been all over the place a little bit this morning. I wanted to make sure to get a podcast out, but I'm I'm wrapped up in the winning book. Something great happened at work yesterday, essentially. This idea of happiness and joy really struck me this morning. Um, consume content, just take it all in. Listen, everybody that's listened to this podcast, I really appreciate the time that you put into this in listening. Um, I know a number of you have listened to it and I do get the feedback and I do get some comments and likes, and people have reached out to me on LinkedIn about a number of things as it relates to the podcast. And I appreciate all that. I need to get into a better rhythm with it. Um, you can do anything you, but you have to prioritize it. I can, I could literally put out a podcast every day. It's just maybe not a big priority. I could definitely put out two episodes a week. It's not a priority. So you can always, I can do it, but I've got to make it a priority. Uh, You can do anything as long as you make it a priority and get after it and have a plan and figure out what your W's are. Get your W's. Get your W's. Figure out what they are. Sign up for the next race. Hey, listen, reach out to me, like, share, comment. I appreciate all the support for the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, Please go back and listen to some other ones. Um, and I really appreciate, uh, you know, all the support that we've received for this podcast. Thank you. Have a good rest of the week.